Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. Technology isn't working as it could be on this beautiful little island that we are in at the moment. We've had a change of uh, scenery, change of view, and I'm happy to say that my name is Cam Smith. In the studios for probably the first time in my broadcasting career this time of year. Very, very happy to be here at the Beach Shack. Do you like it? Do you like the place? Just to give you an idea, we are on a sand spit. Oh, there it is. There's not much surf, but uh, it's kind of comfy. Magic-esque, full of whatever you want. I'm just about to grab a UDL brandy and dry. <laughs> and uh, my co-host here, Kent Goldsworthy, the redoubtable one. i got to say I'm so delighted that you could join me and us, Kent. Lovely to be with you on Summer Edition Eat It Cam. So how are you people doing? It's after Christmas. That's beautiful, Kent. Thanks, buddy. It's after Christmas. We've had Boxing Day. And I think for all of us, and this is sort of the theme that I'm taking to this show, I'm going to be broadcasting for the next three or four weeks at the Beach Shack. It's just a time to breathe out. What do you think? (sighs) Dad, how does that feel? How does that feel? Uh, one of the things, the themes I wanted to, to do with this, I was talking to you about this, Kent, mm. was I wanted to use this beautiful term that maybe it's from 19th century poets. We're thinking about maybe Keats and Shelley, and I wanted to use the word languid. What does languid sort of conjure up for you, Kent? Oh, it, it it conjures exactly what the intro said, which was that uh, hammock in the shade on the beach. For you. Effortless. Effortless. Peaceful. Relaxed. And just totally chilled out. There's a few things that um, I'm going to indulge myself in. <laughs> one, one is that I don't have Matt Steadman here, who's a bit of a handbrake. Love you, Matt, if you're actually listening to this. because. Because there's been a couple of times I've gone, you know, maybe we could do the food quiz. <laughs> Matt doesn't like food quizzes. He's going, mate, have you got, have you got no content? <laughs> He'd look at me hard. And he does that. That's one of the things I love about him. Mm. You know, when you have a, a good buddy who's, your, you know, a yeah. bit of a critic. Looks you in the eye. Looks you in the guy, yeah. yeah. Can just say... So there might, we might do a food quiz coming up. But, uh, but also something we haven't engaged in for... Many, many, many a year, many a footy season, many, many a cricket season is the idea of talkback. And uh, we've got someone to help set up the talkback, um, another great buddy of the show, Sebastian Rayborn, who's uh, currently just chilled out in Detroit, the beautiful Harborside city. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, hey, What's that in your fridge? Because <laughs> there should be a lot of stuff in the fridge. And it's, uh, what do you do with the leftovers? And, and one of the great uh, mysteries is, what on earth do you do with that 
bird carcass that's in the fridge, all that turkey. Well, Sebastian has an idea for that, and we're going to talk about what success he might have got with doing that. And uh, we're also going to have a bit of a house party a little bit later on during the show. Beach house party. Beach house party. Did you get something from the Esky? What'd you get? I just uh, cracked a tinny. Yeah, well, which one? I. <laughs> which one? <laughs> um, I'm indulging in... Oh, a, a friend of Triple uh, uh, R, a mountain goat, Summer Ale. Mountain goat, Summer Ale. Okay, I'm on the, I'm on the UDL. Oh, there's... <laughs> There's a there's a little half bottle of mum champagne there that I might just oh a bit of mum might, might have a little bit. It's a bit of uh, chilling matus. Oh yeah, of course there is, of course there is. There's even Foster's Lager, but we we don't use that because I don't know. If, if you when's the last time you drank Foster's Lager in Mumbai in India? No way. It's where they make it now. It's in Maharashtra beer. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. really? Yeah. A massive, you, massive brewery. Did you taste it? Yeah. It's disgusting, isn't it? Really it really is. It really <laughs> is a disgusting drink. It's like, oh, my God. But anyway, no, we're going to have happy thoughts, happy thoughts on the glorious sand spit on an island somewhere in the Coral Sea. It's a good place to be. And, um, and of course, you are invited. Um, Christmas. It was good. It was very, very good. Ate very, very well. Yes. Yep. Yep. Bit of everything. A bit of tradition. A bit of new stuff. Mm. Yep. Um, mostly cold. On you know. Well, I think everything we actually served cold. Yeah. Yes. No. 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 All the roasting was done the night before. Clever. Mm-hmm. Clever. Yeah. I had a, I had a couple of jobs that I had to do. I did a this awesome eggplant salad. Oh, I die for eggplant. Far out. Every which way. This was a Yotam dish. Uh-huh. So it was um, circles of eggplant cooked in the oven for about 45 minutes. So you'd get all the cooking done. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you just packaged everything all up. But it was basically a yogurt sauce with a bit of um, saffron and Keen's curry powder. Keen's curry Keen's powder, curry powder, powder mate. Yeah, well, it's a flavour profile we know. It's like it reminds you, always reminds me of a curried egg sandwich. That's like sure, sure, where it's sort of rooted in. Um, but then got that sauce over that eggplant with um, some uh, browned off onions, you know, confit sort of onions with a bit of uh, coriander, a little bit of cumin, a little bit of pomegranate, so a little mm. bit of pop, mm. and some. Uh, Toasted almonds, flaked That's almonds. Fun. Any seafood in the mix? No, not in that. Uh, we did have some oysters oh, on the to table. start off. Yeah, yeah on the, we, we started off, I, I got these beautiful, I know I should be uh, supporting Australian fishermen saying they can't sell to China. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a trouble there. Yeah, but I'm sure everybody got, you know, the bargain crayfish. I don't know if you did, good on you. Uh, but we did some beautiful Canadian scallops, big fat things, right. and just fried them uh-huh. hard. For a minute, nice. turn them over, and then um, and then just a, a little bit of butter on top and lots of pepper. That was really really good. Oysters three ways. What were those three ways? American red sauce, mm-hmm. which goes well with prawns and crayfish if you wanted to. Well, it's probably a little bit plebeian for for crayfish. Uh, ketchup, tomato ketchup. So that's a bit sweeter. 
Um, yeah, you got it. He's going, I see. Ken was doing the, I see what you're saying, with a bit of horseradish. Okay. And you can put a little couple of drops of chili sauce in there. That's really, really good. And my favorite was sort of this, um, and I was thinking you love this because of the time you spend in Japan, Ken. Mm. Which is how long ago now? Oh, the, living in Japan yeah. was a long time ago. Long, Last time I was there was, long time. Uh, you know, not so long ago, but yeah. yeah. Well, this was um, sort of mirin, rice vinegar. What did I say it was? Oh, pink ginger, like the ginger you get with sushi, a little bit of the, the pickle juice in there, wasabi. Oh, yeah. Uh, mirin, rice vinegar. Oh, and a tiny bit of soy sauce. Oh, and also sake, because that's right. I remember I had... Here's some for the sauce, and now I drink the rest. Nice. It was one of those panda, you know, the panda glass. <laughs> if you haven't, if you haven't tried it, if you go to a um, Asian um, grocery, you can get these little glasses with a ring pulled top mm-hmm. with these pandas on it, and you've yeah. got like a little hit of cold sake. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, look, the surf's coming in. The hammock's beckoning, ladies and gentlemen. It really, really is. I'm chilled out. How are you guys feeling out there? And how is your Christmas? And that's that's something I guess we should be introducing for uh, later on in the show. For the first time in, I don't know, about 10 years, <laughs> we're going to be doing Talk Back, which will be... It could work. What, what, what sort of call are we looking for, Cam? Well, we're looking at a call of uh, you staring at the fridge. And you're wondering what to do. The cricket's on in the background. Well, actually, hopefully this show's on in the background. And uh, you're looking at the fridge and there's, you know, there's ham, there's turkey, there's other bits and pieces. I want to hear what your inspiration is for uh, for leftovers. What's your traditions? Because I have some traditions that I guess I'll bring up later on. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener-supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up rrr.org.au to find out how. A beach shack, and if you've just tuned in, you are listening to the Edith Beach Shack Radio Hour, uh, an hour where we... Uh, where we get away from the town, we get away from news, we get away from controversy, we get away from COVID for just a little while. And we breathe out. And breathing in and breathing out is someone who's just taken off his shoes, he's got his little tootsies in the warm sand, and we say, just before he goes over to the Magic Esky, G'day, Seb. G'day, Cam. G'day, Ken. G'day, mate. How are you? Hey, Seb. I'm I'm <sighs> very good. I've had a chance to breathe out, as you say. How was Christmas for you? You know, it was so nice. I think just seeing people, you know, mm. still still feels like a you know like a real privilege and a you know a bit of a treat, you know, and that, that we're that we're able to and so to have you know to have family around, it's it's really nice. Mm. It is nice. I was just thinking because I'm so relaxed, and that probably that UDL that I just had maybe might have gone to my head a little <laughs> bit, a little far. I should um, properly introduce you. Where are my radio manners? Of course, we are speaking to Sebastian Rayborn, um, the uh, patron with his fabulous wife Dervla McGowan of uh, Anther Gin. It's just started off in, well, repurposed a building. We can say there's no trouble at the mill because at Federal Mill we've got Anther happening. 
And um, we've been speaking together for years and years now about booze and booze matters and things like that. But your mastermind subject that you wanted to speak about today was leftovers. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a funny one. It's a, a tradition that sort of started by accident, I guess. Um, Sometimes the very best, aren't they? <laughs> I, do, I do love a pie. Mm. And... And, and um, I do love Christmas. <laughs> and know, I thought, and why not combine the two? <laughs> and we, we, one year there was, you know, quite a lot of turkey left over, and mm. I just thought, I'll oh, just let's cook it up. And um, <laughs> let's cook it and up. And so <laughs> I sort of put it in a pie, and that it, it was. It's really turkey pie. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here's the pitch. Delicious. I'm feeling the you pitch. <laughs> turkey pie is really good. You know, because it's, it's, it's not a flavour, you know, you don't, you can't buy a turkey pie at the shop. Though. Never, I'm sure, I've, I've never you know, seen turkey pie. We'll be on to it, you yeah. know, but it's not, it's not a common flavour. Yeah. And we normally, when we do turkey for Christmas, we normally do duck with it as well, you know, to, to um... To do it, to, uh, you know, to do it to Durkin or, or well, separate? Well, no, not, not like that. But you, okay. you know, if you're doing it in the oven, you put the duck over the top of the turkey. So as they both cook, the duck drips <laughs> onto the turkey to make it <laughs> moist. What, what is cover in case it gets discovered? <laughs> you never right, saw yeah. me. Well, I'm the using the duck for it, cover. You know, you, you put it on the tray. Oh, above okay. Gets, sorry, um, I, thought, I, I envisaged this duck no, trying no, to yeah. lie on top of the turkey in a in a fairly vain attempt to obscure it. You know, it's like no, 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 no I no. can still see the no. turkey, Seb. No, 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 on a rack. On oh, a on rack a rack. Okay, so rack. The, yeah. the the duck fat drips. Oh, Jesus! You know, really? Through the rack onto the turkey because yeah, okay. turkey dries out. You know. So yeah. Sorry, that, we should have warned the vegetarians yeah. listening. Sorry about this, guys, but. Yeah. Let us have our little you know, chat about this. Indulge us if you could. Okay, so, but my question that I came with, and I'm, I'm sure Kent's probably got questions too, is what else other than the turkey goes in the turkey pie for flavouring, for binding, for seasoning? Tell us your thoughts on this. Well, this, this is the, the, the slow evolution of ah, the recipe. Because oh, yes. You know, you you make one, yeah, and then you've got a whole year to think to about. Think about ruminate <laughs> over what happened. <laughs> yeah. That Boxing but, Day, remember that day? Yes, you, I do remember. Yes, you can't think too hard, yeah, because you're not sure exactly what leftovers you'll have. Ah, you I, know, I would say definitely. stuffing would be a be wicked if there's stuffing left over, but there's not a lot of stuffing usually and left you over. Want, and also, you don't want too much stuffing. I've, I've found that uh, too much stuffing will sort of make it a bit a bit dry. But um, you'll overeat it. The key is is, is the um, you need potato, and ideally, if there's some leftover roast carrots, oh, because the beautiful the sweetness, sweetness of the caramelised sort of Snap. roast carrot with butter. Yeah. You know, I mean, what a what a treat that is, and hmm. we also hmm. will normally end up with some broccoli in there as well. Ooh, and and again, it you know, we it comes out quite sweet when you when you sort of cook cook it up, and we normally serve some cranberry sauce, you know, on the side, and um, hmm. Hmm. bechamel, it, oh, you, like white well, sauce to to when one sauce to bind it all to misquote not, well, Lord of the Rings, yeah, yeah. yeah. The idea is that you have, you know, leftover gravy. But I know you've met some of my family, Cam, and there's never any leftover gravy. Nah. So, so we always have to make some 
uh, you know, the next day to get to get the. Um, so I actually I chop all of the leftovers. You know, finally chop them, and I'll make up a bit of a roux in a in a big saucepan. You know, just some butter and flour. Yep. Start adding a bit of water, so, so you're sort of making it. You know, as you say, a, a blanc. You know, a blank mm-hmm. sort of bechamel, and then you, you mix in all of the all of the chopped leftovers, so that you can get you know a nice sort of filling, and you make that hot. Yep. And then you know I don't do a proper blind bake on the pastry. Oh my god! Yes. I just just warm it a bit. Yeah. Um, generally, like I think I sent you a photo this year. I did. This year, and the pastry was too short. Um, so and, uh, when, you, when you say it's yeah. too short for, for people, that means there's too much fat in it. Too much butter is, yeah. is the problem. So it doesn't um, it doesn't quite stretch very well. It becomes very crumbly did before you, you've cooked it. <laughs> did you let it? Did you let the pastry rest for a while yeah, before you? Let the pastry rest. Oh, this year still... I tried a bit of a variation mm. on a, a bit of a it's, a, it's a gourmet traveler recipe just incorporating an, an egg yolk. Oh, very appetizing. So it's, you yeah. know, flour, butter, egg yolk, and they're just, I mean, literally like a, a teaspoonful of water just to, just to wet it and then, um, mm. yeah, let it rest. And look, maybe if I'd let it rest overnight, mm. I think maybe it would have got a bit stretchier, but it was, um, yeah, it was, no, it and I'm not that organised. It, it wouldn't. The food science part of my brain's going, nah. nah. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Um, Need a little uh, bit more flour. Kent, Kent wanted to say something to you. Seb, now that this has turned into a bit of tradition, how much does knowing it's going to that turkey's going to end up in a pie oh, influ- yeah. influence yeah. the way you approach the turkey the night before? Does that change? Or how it? big a turkey you buy? How big a turkey? And does it influence the seasoning you do on the turkey for Christmas yeah. Day? Uh, com- knowing that it's going to end up in a pie later on. Thinking ahead, yes. Probably not the seasoning, th- mm. but it definitely influences the size of the bird and it influences how many vegetables to cook. That's oh, okay. oh, but, but, it never, but it never sort of becomes no more turkey for you. We have to save some for tomorrow. Not yet. Oh, we, we, um, we, we have been lucky to stay one step ahead of the family yes. in the... <laughs> In the quantity of bird required, but definitely making sure there's leftover carrots yeah. and, and potato because they really, they really, they make a very good pie. Mm. Um, but but yeah, it does. You do carve up, you know, lunch on Christmas Day, thinking, oh, maybe I'll keep that bit back for the pie. Yeah, tomorrow. keep it back, keep <laughs> it back there. What they don't know won't hurt them. And so, what when you cut it for the pie? Is it chunky? Or no, slicing? You said fine. Oh, I said finely. Yeah, I, I, I cut it quite fine. Yeah, so yeah. That, um, it, um, I cut the potato chunkier than the meat. Ah, because the potato just comes out delicious. Jeez, there's a lot of yeah. thought that's been going over this. <laughs> over it, it, this, you get this is evolved. Yeah, I know. I know. Now I'm just wondering. Um, Kent said one of the things that he did for Christmas was. You were the purveyor of the ham. I did the ham, yep. And I'm wondering, that's that's probably one of the other things that um, can be used leftover-wise. Um, one of my great traditions, or actually it was my mum's, was um, she would make jambalaya. Oh, wow. Jambalaya. So you just really, you really need onion. You've got to have the capsicum, uh, green capsicum, because that's part of the, you know, the... The Cajun Trinity, which is uh, onion... And God help me, celery, onion, celery, green capsicum. Sorry, see, it's um, I need another one of those UDLs. 
and uh, yeah, it's pretty much with tomato, cook it with rice, find a recipe. But that is a great way to use up the ham, I think. Wow. What about you, That's Seth? You got, you got anything that you do with uh, leftover ham? And I'd like to hear from Kent too. We, we put a bit in the turkey pie, but this year we actually didn't go with a ham this year. Mm, don't even do it. Yeah, we don't always, we don't always do it. It's, no. um, I like it when we do it, but it always, it tends to hang around. Oh, yeah. You've got to sort of work at it to get it eaten. Yeah, you've got to have a, a, lot of, a lot of ham and eggs in the morning for a few days. So, yeah, okay, I'll do to, it again. We tend to use a lot of bacon stuffing the turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and sage, and then, yeah, yeah. Oh, we went with rosemary this year because we well we had some. So oh, yeah, fair enough. You know, that was, uh, <laughs> but I did I did think to myself I was missing a little bit of sage. That was probably the I did I, when I was cooking it up today uh, yesterday. I, I did think a bit of sage would have set it off very nicely. But we we put a bit of tarragon in there. Mm. Oh, that'd be like nice. well. oh, that and that is yeah. Actually, that's beautiful. Tarragon in pies is really really good. It'd be interesting to see what. Raymond Capaldi would make of what you do with that turkey pie because I think he's making some of the best pies in Melbourne at the moment. Oh, look, I, I, like I, I, you know, I, I'm I sure he's, you know, he's got to he's got to be onto it. In fact, he, he should he should have it out on the twentieth. I, I, look, he, he probably he, <laughs> the way that man thinks, and if you're wondering, that's the the great Scott who who brought us a lot of molecular cuisine that uh, now has wonder pies that make some of the best pies I reckon. Oh, in this country. Thanks. Did you just get a drink? Yeah, I just helped myself to uh, the uh, bottomless esky. Yeah, good. Not, you didn't drink Foster's though. What do you got? No, I um, I, I followed your lead. I went for a UDL. It was just sounding too hey! good to refuse. Oodles of oodles. Oodles and oodles. Uh, Sam, do you want another drink, man? Do you know, I might, um, I, I might get a, a bit of Chardonnay, actually, Cam. Oh, there's one in the back. All you've got to do is got everything. Which which Chardonnay do you want? One with plenty of plenty of buttery oak because it's mm. uh, put too much butter in the pastry for the pie so ah yeah why not well, maybe, <laughs> maybe we could have a nice a nice oak ridge chardonnay there's, oh lovely there's one of those little, back there a little, little bit uh, mm. not too far from home well buddy i'm hopefully this will uh inspire people to give us a call a little bit later on because we've thrown open the phone lines for the first time in a decade or so it's uh it's a big day but, um, hey, mate, we're delighted you could join us at the Beach Shack. So, Cam, it's, it's been a pleasure. And, you know, I mean, we've had a lot of conversations here. <laughs> many things. Yeah. We've spoken and many things. When you were talking about the Beach Shack and to say, to, to mark a point to breathe out, mm-hmm. I'd so it was so nice. You know, I think it reminds us all that just... It's okay to relax. You can you can stop, you know? and this is what this period is is so beautiful and so instructive, and I think constructive in the year that we've had because it's been oh, it's been a stressful year, you know, from bushfires to COVID to everything, and you know, and and the hassles of Christmas. It's just a really really great time uh, just to to chill right out. Yeah, but also, it. I think also um, to get people together because uh, one of the great things with this COVID, if you can do it properly and safely, is you can get a bit of a house party. Seb Rayborn, beautiful to speak to you. Can't wait to see you. Love you, Cam. 
Love you right <laughs> back, bud. Happy New Year, Seb. Happy just, New Year, Ken. Just get back in that hammock if you want and feel free to go to the Magic Esky. You're listening to a Triple R podcast. Discover more podcasts from Triple R exploring science, technology, food, books, social issues, politics, and more. To listen, hit up the Triple R website or your favourite podcast platform. I'm joined by Kent Goldsworthy. Kent. Hello, Cam, buddy. And we've got someone on the phone. Uh, we've got Cole on line one. G'day. Hey, there he G'day. is. Cole, how you G'day, doing, buddy? people. Where are you? G'day. I'm in Alpana, mate. Oh, right, well, come over to the beach shack, buddy. We've got the, the Eskies uh, cold and it's got anything you want in it. Oh, and just and just to blazing. say that, put your hand in the esky. What are you going to grab out of it? Uh, it'll be uh, a pension of beer, an, uh, an Audi uh, Storm Light, I reckon. Ooh, there you go. There's one for you. You beautiful. Got that happening, Colt. We um, we introduced this as talking about uh, what on earth do we do with the leftovers, and also there is a call to arms. Anybody who's got a phone. That's everybody. Give us a ring, 93881027. We'd love to hear from you too. Cole, what's your angle on the leftovers, buddy? I've got a small portion of uh, yeah. a bit of pav there that may be a bit of an existential culinary quandary. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> a couple of days Are ago... Are you philosophical a... over the, uh, over the, over no, the pav? No, no. That's that's the end of it. Oh. That's the end of it. The the, uh, the the I was at a party uh, a couple of days ago. Chef Dan comes along with the pav, right? Yeah, Looked yeah. a little bit miserable. Yeah. Uh, uh, bit into it, and it was bloody magnificent, all oh. marshmallow. So he gave me the tip. Mm. He gave me the tip. A recipe that has a couple of tablespoons of corn flour in it. Uh, but the key thing, oh, and only a quarter cup of sugar. No bullshit. And then, and then, and then, uh, 150 degrees for 40 minutes only. The standard thing of leave it in for an hour. First pab I've done, hmm? nailed it. Did all, you really? All, all uh, marshmallow. Wow! I just loved it. So that's why I saw, that's why, I'm, why I put the preface it with the existen- existential issue because it's a pav. A pav if it has no that mongrel meringue. Ooh, well, there you go. You've, you've opened up a, a, a can of worms, shall we say. <laughs> and hopefully there's no worms in the pav. But uh, um, I'm sure there's people that have very, very strong opinions either way. I'm kind of curious as to a pav is a pav is a pav, but what do you put on the pav to make it a pav? What's the topping? Ah, uh, oh, we went... Uh... Lemon syrup, Greek yogurt, blobs, then a, uh, a cream with a uh, whipped cream with um, a full uh, a, a passion fruit. Oh, I was waiting for the Then uh, squirted that on and then just raspberry. So it went light on the fruit. But, uh, I don't know about it, that. Uh, there's a lot out. going on there. I reckon there's a lot going on. And, you know, I reckon one of the great things about... Uh, living in Australia where we claim the PAV is our very own, of course. Um, The other thing that is great about living in Australia, we have so many culinary threads to sort of pull and drag from, you know. Absolutely. And this is one of the things I've never heard of a PAV with a yoghurt. But because I'm an Aussie, you go, yeah, all right, you know. Why not? How was the yoghurt on top? Would have been good with the lemon, right? 
Look, it was one. Of, look, I don't like super sweet. Yeah. Um, wanted to dig into the flavour, and it's one of those yogurts that uh, it was a Greek yogurt even, there but it go. had all that uh, pa- uh, passion fruit syrupy or, or flesh through it, and it was just beautiful on top. A and big, big passion fruit flavour. And you could say a thalastor uh, pavoli. Which yeah. I don't know means thank you for the pav in Greek. I think it's probably not. I probably just oiled, uh, ordered a oven boiled tractor. Hey, Cole, thanks for giving us uh, a ring. The uh, um, yeah, help yourself to the Eskimo. There's uh, there's oh you already have, but it's magic. You can come back. Thanks for joining us at the Beach Shack. And thanks for your year, you guys. Highlight of the week. Oh, pleasure, mate. It's, um, hopefully, it's a little voice of familiarity, and it's been a bloody pleasure and an honour. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. There goes Cole. Um, the number is 93881027. We would love to hear from you. Get your digits out and have a dial. We are talking about leftovers. I've just pulled out uh, that little half bottle of mum champagne, so I've popped that, which is good. And uh, we're doing talk back. Why not? You know, it's, uh, it's a once in a blue moon kind of a, a thing. And uh, we've got Michael on the line. Is that right, Ken? We do, Michael. Michael. Yeah, you there? Mate, we are so there. Welcome to the beach shack, buddy. No worries. Make, I make yourself comfy. Cooked up a Japanese dish last night, Nikujaga. Yeah. Oh, Ken's gone. Tell us uh, all about it, Michael. I've gone, hmm? What's Nikujaga? Uh, it's, it's basically like, usually it's like potatoes and beef, but I use daikon radish instead of um, potatoes. How good is daikon for just sucking up flavour? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I put heaps of um, heaps of sauce in and, uh, yeah, load it up with uh, shredded uh, beef that I've had in the fridge for ages and... Uh, Bit of a presence for my housemate. God bless. And so, um, and what sort of flavourings have you got? Because it's Japanese, I'd say it's it's a pretty neutral sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Japanese food can be a bit bland. When I lived there, I lived there for about three years. I used to go overseas to Singapore to eat. <laughs> oh, really? To get some, uh, get some spice. Because it's all, yeah. It's all I about brought to... a, I brought a shitload back with me. <laughs> yeah. I've never had a problem with customs there. No, because, yeah, it's sort of built on just a few things, isn't it? It's sort of like the dashi. You're going to have dashi is the backbone of almost everything in, in Japanese food. It is mostly, but um, Nikujaga is a, it's sort of a, it's a, how would I put it? It's sort of like a wimp food. In a way, so it uh, probably came from the north. You could probably say where the snow is oh, on the ground. Maybe not. I think it comes from all over, but it's basically you know either radish or potato, and then some shredded meat. And what's and the then stock? What's the stock? Lots of veggies. Uh, stock I used. To, uh, I think I used some. Usually it's just soy sauce and... Especially sweet uh, soy sauce and mirin, right, Michael? Yeah, right. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Sounds really, really good. Sounds, sounds like a sort of like a... Almost like teriyaki, but a little bit uh, different, more stewy. Yeah, yeah, very stewy. Yeah. And uh, 
bloody great eating, especially with the daikon, because it's got that texture to it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do love it. All right, and um, just a, a, a quick one. Any ideas of what you would do with the uh, the turkey in the fridge? What's your favourite thing to do with the leftover roast turkey? Uh, feed it to the dog. <laughs> Make the dogs happy. Okay, Michael. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thanks I'm for not calling. A fan of turkey. Sorry. Well, that's okay. Hey, not, not if there's anything wrong with that. Uh, that was Michael. That was. Uh, thanks for all the people that uh, rang in. We might. Uh, we'll see how we go. We might have another go of that next week as we revisit the beach shack. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. 